Welcome to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, registered nurse and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I believe there's a healthy person living in everyone. The Healthy Me is designed to help you call up your healthy self, step out of your comfort zone, shake things up, and get results. So let's find and empower your healthy me. Hey everybody, Trina here. Thank you so much for joining me on The Healthy Me. Today I have a super special guest. Her name is Holly Bartone. And we are going to talk about how to thrive in the workplace with autoimmune disease. And this is really a great topic. I don't think anybody's really talking about what life is like when you work and you have, you know, autoimmune diseases. And I know, unfortunately, at the age of 14, my niece was just diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. So it's hitting younger children too. So this is really good. Um, Working in the workplace is one thing, but also going to school with it too, as it's hitting younger kids. So maybe Holly can talk about that. But let me tell you about Holly. Holly Bertone is a certified national health professional and a project management professional. She's also a number one Amazon bestselling author of the book Thriving in the Workplace with Autoimmune Disease, Know Your Rights, Resolve Conflict, and Reduce Stress. And there's her book. She's also a highly sought after speaker and wellness expert. After spending over 20 years as a project manager in both government and industry, she's now the president and CEO of Pink Fortitude and runs the health and wellness website, pinkfortitude.com. Holly is also a breast cancer survivor and a Hashimoto survivor and turned these two significant health challenges into a passion to help others. She inspires others with her quick wit, brutal honesty, and simple ways to be healthy in real life. Holly, as I mentioned, is a certified natural health professional, a certified essential oils coach, holds a master's degree from John Hopkins University, a bachelor's degree from Elizabethtown College. She's been super busy and is a project manager professional. Holly is passionate about reaching out to cancer and autoimmune survivors and also volunteers for organizations supporting our military veterans. In her free time, she loves to garden, hit flea markets, and yard sales. She's married to a retired Green Beret. She's also a stepmother and lives in Alexandra, Virginia. Welcome, Holly. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's just such an honor to be here, and I really look forward to connecting with everyone. Yes. So, Holly, tell me tell me a little bit about you. Tell us about your story. I know you've got some survival things, some, and you've got a toolbox now that you can help us with. So give us some insight. Yeah. So um, I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer on my 39th birthday. Ouch. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, Yeah. Some people get, you know, pretty earrings or maybe some roses. I got breast cancer. So yeah, a a, a while later, it took me a little bit to get there, but I I considered it my gift. It took me a while to get there. But uh, yeah. And then um, a year after treatment ended, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And since then had been, you know, really struggling with just, I think, between the chemo and the Hashis and just my body shutting down, just extreme migraines and IBS. I call them space shuttle launches to the bathroom. Um, The chronic fatigue was so bad. I mean, it was debilitating. And then just the pain on top of it. So um, yeah, so about 2015 or so, I really Really started looking at kind of the more holistic functional approach to getting to the root cause of all of these issues and just you know one day at a time one step at a time really starting to take uh, take these steps to you know turn my health back around 
So talk a little bit about your workplace, because um, you were working at the time when you got, were diagnosed with both of these. And yes. how did your workplace treat you differently between your cancer and your autoimmune diagnosis? Was there a difference? Oh, absolutely. So I was actually, um, and I can't name the agency, but I was at one of those kind of three-letter federal government agencies that you hear about in Washington, D.C., and actually had a pretty high-level position. I was the chief of staff and um, had a lot of management responsibilities. When I was diagnosed with cancer, um, you know, I don't really want to say they threw a parade, but it was pretty close thereof. Like, they just did everything they could to make my life as seamless as possible with all of the cancer treatments and everything like that. I mean, the management team was just so accommodating and just bringing out, you know, giving me parking spaces and, you know, flexible hours, letting me close the door and sleep in my office and, you know, back and forth with chemo and just, you know, things that I wasn't even asking for, they were giving me. It was just, they were absolutely amazing. And then when, with the initial diagnosis with the autoimmune, I really wasn't experiencing as severe of the health challenges as a few years later. And it wasn't until I hit kind of that health crisis when everything, you know, despite having this all natural lifestyle, kind of hitting that really health crisis mode and everything started shutting down. I had a different set of managers, a whole different team. And it was, I mean, I was told I should drink more coffee. I was told that it was all in my head, that I was faking it, that I was lazy. Um, My manager said, I have three young children at home. I'm tired too. The uh, FMLA nurse that I went to to handle all of my paperwork said that I should just take a pill. So it was was like night and day between the two. And it seems to me like cancer, everyone can, whether you've had it or not, you can relate to someone that has had it and it's devastating. Absolutely. And there's a high empathy factor. And that, right. But with autoimmune diseases, I think people don't understand what that is and they, they don't really treat it or look at it as complicating your life in a different way. Um, just remind everybody what Hashimoto's is. Cause I know that there's people out there that are like, I know I've heard that term, but what is it? Can you just give a little bit of a background about what Hashimoto's is and how it affects your life? Oh, sure. So it's the, um, so there's hyperthyroid and hypothyroid. Hypothyroid is kind of that slow and sluggish thyroid. And Hashimoto's is the autoimmune component of hypothyroidism. So um, yeah, so it's kind of like my thyroid is slow and sluggish and I am too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I talk a lot about thyroid and like the disrupting things that can be put in skincare that can affect it. And Hashimoto's is obviously one of those things that can result from um, not just skincare, but other things as well. All right. Um, And there's actually a really, um, there's a strong, I don't know the the percentage, but there is actually a pretty strong correlation too between Hashimoto's and breast cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can imagine because I know, you know, autoimmune diseases are difficult because it's basically your body treating your body differently, not really recognizing it. So uh, there's like a lot of different autoimmune diseases that we don't realize, um, and, and get treated a little bit different. P- people get treated differently, like irritable bowel and Crohn's and things like that. Um, people don't always look at them as like real problems, but they totally affect your life. They totally Absolutely. affect, yeah, they t- affect you at home. They affect you at work. They affect you at play. Um, so tell us, uh, it, it, talking about autoimmune diseases, are, is it a disability to, when you have an autoimmune 
disease. Yes, it is. In the United States of America, and I can't speak to other countries, but in the United States, in 2009, the Americans with Disabilities Act was amended to include the endocrine and the immune systems. So if there was ever a great area before 2009, after that and since then, um, autoimmune disease is considered a legal disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Now, if you have autoimmune disease, you may not think of yourself as disabled and that's okay, but you are legally protected. And that's the message that I want to get out. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Because you didn't have that when you went through this, right? Right. I didn't know anything about this. And I had such a horrible time at work. We ended up dropping. I went to the EEO office and they basically said, we're here for management and we're here to protect ourselves against lawsuits. We're not here to advocate for the employee. So I'm there trying to do all this research on my own and realize there's nothing out there that talks about autoimmune disease as a disability in the workplace. So I kind of made it my mission to put the message out there. Awesome. Because I know there's a lot of people out there and whether, um, you know, anybody listening has any problems or, or knows someone that does have a problem, getting the word out there that you do have some protection and, you know, it, it's a lifestyle and, you know, that there's things out there. So I'm so proud of you and I'm so grateful that you um, are getting the, the message out there because otherwise it's a lonely world, right? It, I'm oh, sure it is. It's a it very is. lonely world when you're feeling like you have no support and you just have to get up and do what you can do and you don't feel good. So what about talking about this with your boss? Or, you know, Do you recommend that you tell your boss in your workplace that you have an autoimmune disease when, you know, when you're working or when you're hired? How does that all work? So first, let me just say, I'm not an attorney, so this is not official legal advice. This is me going through um, a really tough time in my life, doing a lot of research, contacting all the experts that I could, and sharing that information you know, with as many people as I can. So do you tell your employer? Um, it's kind of a gray area. So let me go through a couple scenarios. Number one, you're totally fine, and you don't say anything a flare hits and your work performance starts to be affected. So if you haven't said anything, if you don't have that legal documentation behind you uh, through, you know, HR or the EEO office or, you know, whatever your whatever your uh, workplace has, they can actually kind of ding you on your performance for bad um, or for poor for poor performance if it's not documented. Now, if it is documented, then you have your rights are protected. So that's kind of one scenario to think about. The other thing, too, is that we we in this society can't keep secrets. Um, you know, even if you say something, you know, you're on the phone or you say something to your coworkers who, you know, I don't know about everyone else. I worked within two feet of like six people. Right. So we are we were all in each other's businesses. We knew everything about each other. And that's how most places work. Right. 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 So, um, you know, so even if your coworker says something, even if it's, you know, not intentional, and your boss overhears, or let's say you're posting something on social media, like, oh, gee, I'm having a really bad fibromyalgia day, or, you know, oh, my Crohn's is really acting up today. Um, You know, so just be cognizant that if you're putting it out there, and you're talking about it, um, there there are no secrets in this world, and you can't really put the the toothpaste back in the tube, right? Right. Um, But the other thing, too, is that, you know, you if you are going to say something, then you definitely want to have 
have a um, go to your HR or EEO office first and find out what documentation you you're going to need and then go to your doctor and have your doctor fill out the information. What I recommend is take a couple copies and fill it out first, like with your words, basically to help them kind of fill out the paperwork for you. And then they'll put in their medical expertise. And I also think that just opens the door to communication and education. Like it's, you know, that way, um, when something happens, or maybe before it happens, you can have that conversation of what life is like when it happens and what they can expect. But don't worry, it lasts this long, typically. And you know, then uh, this is what you can expect. So I guess that leads to the next question of what kind of a accommodations can you ask for? Oh, sure. And let me let me add one more thing. Whenever you do have that conversation, so, you know, I'd recommend getting your paperwork filled out first and so that you are kind of legally protected through HR, EEO, whatever, again, whatever office your company has. Um, but then when you do have that conversation with your manager, I always recommend to have someone there with you, whether it's someone through HR or another supervisor. And then also uh, really quick, just keep in mind, good managers, great managers are always going to be good and great managers. Jerk managers are always going to be jerk manager. So just kind of keep that in mind too, kind of the, the tone of your office as well and how you want to handle it. Um, so yes, accommodations, depending on, you know, my book covers the two main um, issues that most people with autoimmune have, which are the fatigue and the pain. Um, but there's also a lot of different, you know, issues that we struggle with. So things like flexible work hours, let's say, you know, like for me, I get really tired in the afternoon. So showing up at work at five or five 30 in the morning, right. was actually a good thing. And I was able to, you know, knock out the overnight stuff that came in and then leaving early. So I could come home and take a nap maybe working from home a couple days a week, having flexible hours to accommodate for your doctor's visits, having um, the ability to go to a free office or conference room to make phone calls to discuss private medical matters with your, um, you know, with your physicians, having, let's say if you have celiac or, you know, Crohn's, IBS, like you have something that you need, you know, really gluten-free, dedicated gluten-free environment, having your own refrigerator that you're not going to have cross-contamination. Let's say you um, need a lot of trips to the bathroom during the day. You have an office that's maybe closer to the door. Maybe you need a parking space, Um, you know, things like that. You could get a, a adjustable desk. If you stand all day, you can ask for a mat, um, an anti-fatigue mat, or ask to have seated accommodations. So, um, you know, and then also, like you said, the education, you know, the, the chance to kind of talk to your uh, co-workers and, you know, the, the employees there, and just so that there's, you know, some understanding. Um, there's cognition issues. You can request to have everything in writing. So instead of your boss, you know, coming to your desk and just like, blah, there's your assignment, everything has to be in writing so you can go back to it and, um, you know, and look over over your notes. So there's a lot of different accommodations. My, my book covers some more, but that's kind of the the, the, ba- the basic ones. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So definitely check out her book. Show, show them the cover of your book again. It's oh, called sure. Thriving in the Workplace with Autoimmune Disease. Know your rights, resolve conflict and reduce stress. So I think it's awesome. Um, and all the information that you give us is incredible because I know there's a lot of people that struggle with, with things like this. So um, how do you balance work and a busy life with an autoimmune disease with your what's going on in your life. So I like to share the story and then I'll kind of get into the the tips. But there was one point where, you know, I was holding down a full time job outside of the, you know, the home, you know, managing a family. 
and just going through a lot of stress. And it was the funniest thing. You know, I came home, I made dinner, I cleaned up and I was like, okay, I've got, you know, one hour before bedtime because I go to bed early, right? Because, you know, you get tired with autoimmune disease, right? So, and I, I was like, I drew, I ran downstairs, I drew a bath, I got on my phone, I put on my meditation app and, you know, I jumped in the tub and I'm like, okay, meditate, go rest, you know, like, and I was like, okay, like, this is not normal. Like this should not be this way. Right. So that kind of forced me to really rethink how I was handling things. Um, first of all is kind of find out what your, um, your high points and your low points are during the day and then really work around them. So make sure that you're the most productive, that you actually schedule your most productive uh, things that you have to do during those high times and kind of either plan to rest or plan those low productive things that you have to get done during those low times. Meal planning is really good every Sunday, you know, take an hour, plan for the week, prepare for the week. And then that way, like we always have at least one or two crockpot meals a week Yes, because, you I know, totally I agree. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and, and our, we have a hundred percent healthy home, right? It's mm -hmm. all natural foods and, you know, it's a lot of food preparation, but it's, and it's there's also, it. yeah, yeah. Since we're mentioning it, there's also the, um, different websites that you can go to that can, you can order your meals and they send yes. you all they're not prepared they're they send you all the ingredients that you need and even doing that I, I I did it for a while and it was very helpful I would just do two meals a week that way because then I knew that at least for two days a week I had everything I needed and then I filled in the rest <laughs> Right. And Amazon Fresh delivers, Thrive Market delivers some really healthy foods as well. You know, and getting your family involved. I mean, your family wants to help. They just probably don't know what to do. And, you know, I don't know for other women like, you know, like me, like, oh, I want the dishwasher loaded a certain way or I want the laundry done a certain way. You know what? Give it up. Right. And give it over. Like your family wants to help. Give them chores to do. And, um, you know, Stop kind of every day being some... so in control. Exactly. Exactly. So and that that helps as well. And really, you know, I kind of make a tiered approach to my day and my week. And I was like, OK, these are the things that absolutely have to get done today, this week, you know, absolute priority. And that's really what I focus on and then I kind of go to that next level. So, um, so anyway, so those are some of the things that's really helped me balance. Awesome. So where can they find you? How can they find, um, if they're interested in seeing what you have, I know you've got more information on your website, so. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Let them know where they can find you. Sure. It's pinkfortitude.com and then the backslash and the word thank, T-H-A-N-K. And we have over $50 worth of free ebooks and downloads to help you kind of create and maintain that healthy lifestyle. Awesome, Holly. Well, thank you for joining me. And anybody, if you know someone out there that suffers from any autoimmune disease or any problems and they're struggling at home or in the workplace, Holly's got great tips, especially in, on the website and in her book, Thriving in the Workplace with Autoimmune Disease. So make sure that you get the word out there. Um, it's more important to share good information with people. Sometimes um, it, it's such a blessing. So Holly, thank you for joining me. And, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It was great to see you again. All right. Thanks, everybody for joining us on the healthy me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the Healthy Me podcast and be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. You can like the Healthy Me Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at the Healthy Me underscore com. Remember, 
The info on the Healthy Me podcast is not to be taken as medical advice. You should always talk with your doctors before trying anything we discuss. Until next time, live in your healthy me.